0: All right, gentlemen, well, are we ready to begin? We're ready!
1: Let's
0: do it. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Beat Anthology. I am your host, Neil McLeodray, and I am joined this week by... The one true gun. And... Mike. You know, I think it's funny, like, we just do that so regularly that even though we're still not meeting in person again, um, and probably won't for the foreseeable like, I, I, I honestly, I'm avoiding everyone until there's effective treatment for the human malware or vaccine. No offense to anyone, but I'm trying to be conscientious of the of you know pandemics. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think it's funny that even though I can't point at you. You still know the order that we do that in. We've had plenty of practice. <laughs> A couple of years of practice. Speaking of uh, of the human malware slash uh, slash what the pandemic slash whatever, um, I also I really uh, like what the uh, Game Grumps have been calling it, which is the uh, Backstreet Boys reunion tour. <laughs> that's that that's their code word for it because you can't call it what you're what you do call it on the YouTube if you want to show up in the recommendations list. But aren't, That's why aren't I'm not even more, referring to it anymore, even though I almost don't care.
1: Aren't a lot more people participating in this than the Backstreet Boys reunion tour?
0: I prefer the human malware, but Backstreet Boys reunion tour is funny.
2: Right. <laughs> it's
0: not as pithy, though. Yeah. Right. So um, couldn't remember whether we talked about this or not, uh, but if we hadn't, but if we have, then what we're doing now is topical. And if we haven't, then oh well, uh, we're going to be talking about remake culture <laughs> and reimaginings. There will, will not. Well, we're probably actually not going to be talking about reboots because we feel like that's a separate thing. We're going to be talking about that about it specifically in the case of video games today. Um, however, before we do that, we do have a signal boost to uh, to go over, and uh, I suppose I'll, I will start. Um, there's two things I really want to signal boost. One is a subreddit, which is r slash it runs doom, uh, which is a collection of all of the crazy things you can get Doom to run on. The original, you know, the original Doom. Like, let's see, somebody got Doom running on an iPod. Uh, now, obviously, you have to you have to jailbreak some things, but. Um, <laughs> Somebody got their GPU driver to run Doom while running Doom. Like they got it to render Doom while also re- uh, 1996 while also rendering Doom 2006. <laughs> um, I can't, I'm, I'm, it's not on the front page here, but I, the ones I really remember are someone getting Doom to run on a smart refrigerator and on a smart thermostat.
1: Well, that whole that Doom within Doom thing, that's like, yeah. I've seen that before, like, that's that's one of those meta things where, like, yeah. you play a game, and there's, like, an old school game within the game, so it's like, oh, hey, I'm playing this game, and then I go into an arcade within <laughs> the game world, and then I'm playing Space Invaders or something, you know? So, like, um, you see some of that from time to time.
0: So, Bethesda <laughs> slash id is actually somewhat in on that, because Doom Eternal has a working version of Doom inside it. I rest my case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fallout seventy six
3: or Fallout has get, has video games within it mm-hmm. that you can put in holotapes. On. So
1: yeah, yeah. Yo, dog! I heard you like Doom, so I put some Doom in your Doom, so you can Doom while you Doom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh man, Doom that Doom. is an old that is an old uh, that's a throwback meme. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the other thing I want a single boost is um, is I once again got into like. I go through I go through phases musically speaking where I listen to r- various random things and I got back onto old school rap specifically a tribe called Quest. They're they're really great. Although I'm also a big fan of practically anything that that it, it, that uh, uses jazz as uh, as an underlying thing and they they were big in the jazz rap so East Coast jazz rap specifically but still. Um, uh, so yeah, check check out uh, check out some of their their uh, work. Um, kind of their most famous track, at least that uh, that that I am aware of, it's what got me into them initially. Uh, is a track called uh, "Check the Rhyme," which is a diss track to MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least partially.
1: <laughs> if you really want to go whole hog, you can listen to those uh, Fresh Beats while playing Doom. <laughs> On an odd device,
2: <laughs> you can you can
3: listen to those fresh beats on your iPod while playing Doom.
1: Oh, that would be efficient on go. one
0: device.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: all, all right, Ben, what you, you to... got for us today? Um. Okay. So finally, after because uh, as
3: everybody knows, not only am I old but my internet's slow. Um, <clears throat> I finally got uh, got Fallout seventy six loaded up for on Steam, so I can now play it a little more readily. So I've been playing Fallout 76. It's almost it almost doesn't suck. <laughs> um
0: so yeah, the, uh the 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 internet has uh with, with the with the Wastelanders expansion and the adding of quest lines, everyone the general consensus is like it is it's kinda like a worse version of Fallout 3 now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean
3: Right now, I mean, I'm like level ten, and I'm still rocking. I just got a a hunting rifle that wasn't like a, a
1: large pistol. You know, you know what this reminds me of is it reminds me of when they like revamped the Zune, because it's like they're like, hey guys, this is actually pretty cool now, but like everyone's already moved on and ignored it and doesn't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So like for the people that were like,
0: you know, had a Zune, like that was great,
2: but, but like, hey, you everyone know... else. It Zoom happen. got a call,
0: got a call out in uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy too, and that wouldn't have happened <laughs> if if the iPod hadn't achieved market dominance. So. Right. So here's the other thing about about it. Um, you can set up your own personal server if you're on
3: Fallout First.
0: And only costs so, hundred dollars
3: a year. Mm, yeah, they're about So I figured I'm going to get it for a couple months just so I can enjoy you know my own server and invite my friends, and you know then do it from there. But you know, but yeah, that's been my my you know my uh, signal boost for the week because mostly, um, you know, yeah, I've been doing the work thing, being essential.
1: Yay, essential employment! Right. So uh yeah, um, I know I sound like a broken record here, but I'm gonna bring up Final Fantasy 14. I swear it's topical. I swear it's topical. <laughs> um, it just it just it was a eureka thing. I was just like, oh wait a minute, Final Fantasy 14 is the ultimate example of a remake because Final Fantasy 14 came out and I still remember back this was back when there was actually a f- I, I had a physical magazine of PC gamer and I was actually a subscriber still and I read the review and it was just it was just... Trashing it relentlessly. How I was like, oh, it's a giant cluster, and like it's boring as heck. There's nothing to do, and it, it's also buggy as heck. And so it's like it's unplayable on both a gameplay and technical perspective. And it was just the worst. And then uh, something strange happened. A uh, a big company actually admitted that they made a mistake, and endeavored mm-hmm. to fix that mistake. Basically, what had happened is they had put together a game and slapped the Final Fantasy name on it, and they hadn't really, like, you know, done the due diligence to make sure it was up to that standard of the of the franchise of the IP. And um, I, I feel like this is this is a very um, I, and this is a compliment. This is a very Japanese thing here that happened. Squeenix was like, okay, we have basically we've dishonored ourselves. Thankfully, they didn't just all commit mass ritual suicide. They decided to oh, get rid of the dishonor by fixing the mistake, <laughs> and then some.
0: As I and seppuku is mostly illegal in Japan these days. Mostly. So, and, and, and how they is, how they going to prosecute you if if you're successful because you're dead? Exactly. There is
1: that. Yeah. But... Anyway, well, <laughs> that aside. So, uh, so, um,
3: didn't the game itself basically self-destruct? Yes.
1: Game? Yes. It blew um, up
0: the world. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so technically, I'm not boosting the game, I'm boosting a doc about the game, but I'm always kind of boosting the game because I've been having a blast with the game. But right. there's a there's a uh, series on YouTube, and like most things on YouTube, it is free, just go to YouTube and watch it. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. The Fall and Rise of Final Fantasy 14 um now it's final fantasy 14 with the roman numerals going to xiv not the numbers now you could type in either one bring it up i'm sure but just to be pedantic it is the fallen rise of final fantasy xiv (laughs) and it goes through the whole thing it you know it it Sets the stage with you know what I described. I gave you the cliff notes version. Uh, well, I guess I didn't actually finish. They they were successful. They they blew up the world within the game and made that part of the lore. And then when they revamped it, they called it a realm reborn, and that was 2.0, and it was uh, successful. And it's had three expansions since, and it's just still going strong. Um, yeah, that's really just darn good. The, the ultimate remake. So there you These go. Days. Check out the doc, because even so, if even if you're not big into Final Fantasy or you don't necessarily plan on playing the game, if you're if you like documents. Is you like history of video game stuff or like you know business mm-hmm. stuff inside baseball type stuff about it? Pretty interesting stuff.
2: Oh, so um, you, so
3: what you're basically saying is that the game itself can be game. Or, Yeah,
1: uh, I guess. It's more I like mean, the, the game the nuked itself from orbit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, only way to be sure. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's a unique thing too. Parting thought on that is that I have seen that on MMOs and such, where like the the game they were ending their support for the game, so like all the servers were going to go offline. So they did a cataclysmic event, like you saw that with like the Matrix Online, and like I think they they did something like that for City of Heroes. They've done that a lot of stuff, but this is unique in that it wasn't just going dark; it was the old shitty thing was going dark, and it was going to be
0: reborn into a much awesomer thing. That is indeed what happened. Um... Actually, reminds me. Did you hear that City of Heroes has servers again? Yeah. Or specifically, has has a has been running a private server for like the last fifteen years. I mean, technically, hmm. yes. It's not official. Oh, uh, yes, but like there is a private server run um, still running uh, City of Heroes, hmm. um, and um, it's a thing it's just. Fun. And now I'm getting an echo of myself. Before
1: we segue, mm-hmm. why don't you hit us with the
0: spoiler of the week, Neil? Ah, yes, the spoiler of the week coming soon to the PlayStation Five, and the Xbox Series X, Skyrim Enhanced Edition, <laughs> which uh-huh. I, I figure is kind of a good enough place to start.
2: Right. Um, segway. Skyrim time segway. comes
0: out on every goddamn system. It's like Doom.
1: Neil, do you do you have? Uh, am I are this giant wheels I see under your feet, because I believe that was a Segway.
0: <laughs>
3: that is a Segway.
0: And it's not like they're, they're releasing a new game. That, 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 that's why it's only kind of worth mentioning in passing here, because they're not releasing right. a new game. Nope. They're releasing the same game again. Yeah, just just to put it in
1: perspective, the original release was November of 2011.
0: Uh, and, when the was Final the, and when was the Switch release? Of, of Skyrim because I think Switch was the most recent release. I will check that out. To the internet! Luckily, Discord re- has a new uh, noise reduction thing, so you don't hear my loud... March 3rd of 2017
1: news. is when the Nintendo Switch came
0: out. And I am honestly will not be surprised when it comes out on P- on PS5 and Xbox Series X. I'm and only really half good. joking with that spoiler. Game. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes, it's it's only half
0: it's only it's, half. Joke. It's probably going to happen. Yep. Coming soon to a platform near you.
1: And then, you know, give it, you know, give it like uh, 20, 30 years. And this, can it run Skyrim? It's going to be the next yeah. sub thread. Well, I
0: mean, th- technically Bethesda owns Doom, too. <laughs>
1: God, I mean, because it's going to happen. Because they own yep.
0: Id. It's all coming together.
1: Um, yeah, that's all the time that deserves. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> it.
0: Skyrim. <laughs> Um, and kind of in in a similar uh, it, it it my my sort of operational thesis tonight is that especially in the AAA industry innovation is stagnating because it's a lot safer to just update a game and make it and and re-release it sometimes really well sometimes kind of poorly but yeah there's. There's less innovation because instead we can make, you know, Call of Modern Black Ops Honor Battlefield 12. Coblops, coblops, coblops. Yes.
1: But yeah, it's right. kind of like, it's like the Silicon Valley version of the Hollywood syndrome where they would just re-release the same shit over and over again and make mm-hmm. endless sequels to the same things. Now, mm-hmm. when with games, um, I feel like, I mean, that's obviously a different topic, but uh, sequels tend to be more, um, generally speaking, more interesting in a game format since so such a different media. Obviously, you have things like Madden, where they just update their roster, and it's not the case. But
2: anyway, um,
1: yeah, it's kind of game. You know how people kind of compare the media the history of the media is like, oh, comparing like the history of movies, the history of games, like how long has this industry been a thing? How long has the industry been popular? So it only makes sense that if Hollywood reached this point where, like, the major motion picture releases were becoming the same old, you know, truck of crap of, you know, like, unimaginative remakes and sequels and stuff, that you're going to have the same phenomenon exist gaming. That
0: makes money.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be like another 20, 30 years later or whatever. It's just like, you know, it's going through some of the same phases, some of the same growing pains that film had as a medium.
3: Precisely. Yeah, yeah,
1: and the thing that you um,
3: God, there was a thought I attached to this, and it's almost it was like it almost left my head. Oh, uh, never mind. It <laughs> On, left it'll, it'll, head. It'll, yeah, it, it'll it'll come back because I was thinking um, about the whole. Um, oh, okay. Now, his, basically, a lot of times when they're redoing these things, you know, like they're re-releasing Skyrim and releasing, you know and things on on new platforms. What it is is it's it's an attempt to get the new audience that has aged into its age bracket.
0: Yeah, and there are ways to do it well, and there are ways to do it poorly. Um, this is also true. Yeah, like Scott, Bethesda does it the lazy way, which is, hey, here's Skyrim. Same game you've played, you've bought five times before, but now it's on the iPhone. Right. Um, Or on the other hand, you've got things like Capcom and the new Resi and the new Resident Evil remakes that they've released,
2: which Mm -hmm. take
0: took Resident Evil two and Resident Evil three, which, um, well, one like the Resi two remake, um, they waited, you know, twenty one years, so some of it is actually a little bit of is kind of having people remember, oh, hey, right, Resident Evil 2, it had a story long. <laughs> uh, but also, they completely rejiggered the game. They, ran, they you know, instead of being, you know, top-down fixed camera, it's over-the-shoulder third person. Uh, well, it's, off- it's not quite that old, before. because I
1: think that the first PlayStation came out in like 95 or something.
0: Well, I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Resident Evil 2 was released in 1998. Resident Evil 2 Remake was released in 2019, so
1: it was 21 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I
0: guess that does track. Yes. Wait, no. Yeah, 21 years. Yeah, sorry. No, you're great. 98 to 19. Mm -hmm. Math works. Um, You're doing that new math, aren't you? uh, To quote Tom Lehrer, it's so simple that only a child could do it. <laughs> right, yeah, but shout out to Tom Lehrer, by the way. A very under like, I don't know if, if Ben, do you even recognize that name? Tom Lehrer, yeah, L E H R, L E H E R, Tom Lehrer. Um, um, it sounds familiar, but I don't
2: know what from what.
0: All right, all First right, the week. The um, Tom Lehrer, um. Was a uh, was a, com- a a a humorist and satirist and piano player and also a Harvard ed- educated mathematician, um, who um, was born in 1928. So a little bit before your time, there, Ben.
2: Not joke usually.
0: A- obligatory. Ben, is old joke, but um, <laughs> too late. Already made it. Yep. Uh, most notably, you've probably at least heard him sing the names of all of the periodic table of elements to the tune of "I am the very model of a modern major general." Which uh, didn't uh, uh, didn't the Animaniacs do that with the countries? Uh, they did the countries, but it wasn't to the same. It wasn't to the same song. Okay, but it's a very similar concept. He also claims to have invented the Jello shot. <laughs> Because when he was working at Los Alamos,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he had a very interesting career. They wouldn't let you bring alcohol onto the base, but you could <laughs> bring Jell-O. <laughs> so according to him his claims, he invented the jello shot because he wanted to um drink on the job at you know norad right um,
1: sounds like a great idea what could possibly go wrong <laughs> i right. know
2: right
0: um <laughs> he also wrote some songs for the electric company which was your time then yes and he also uh
3: was uh wrote for the the uh television show this is the week it was
0: mm-hmm it's very like very humorous. I've got all of I've got a, a CD with all of his songs on it. It's it's he's a fun guy. Oh yeah. Anyhow, um, how about that Resident Evil? Yeah, Resident Evil. Um, so like Resident Resi two and Resi three um, completely like they they told they, they are what I would call a reimagining as opposed to make because they told the same story but they told it in a different way. It's almost an adaptation. Yeah, almost. I feel like
1: that's the like that's an appropriate amount of time. Like it's been twenty friggin' years. Like (laughs) people that might want to play people that have played more recent games in the franchise or whatever, but they they can't really bring themselves back to like the graphics and like controls of twenty years ago. That's totally you were almost a Jill sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, some of that stuff that voice. You,
0: Jill, the master of unlocking. Oh, God. Although if I recall correctly when they remade Resident Evil, they actually kept an option to uh, to do the old uh voice tracks.
1: Yeah, they they would uh there yeah, there's some shout outs, some you know, some kind of poking fun at their own, you know, ridiculousness from back in the day. Right? Yeah, I didn't really uh I haven't Played any of the newfangled ones? Um, closest thing for me is just playing a port. I played the mm-hmm. the Wii version, the Wii edition of uh, of Resident Evil Four, which is actually pretty great because you got to aim with the with the waggle. so you could be a freaking nice. crack shot with that thing. Just headshots for days.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I like that. That. That 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 seems like a good piece of innovation. Oh, and also with the waggle, you have like those
1: those like quick time events where you're like struggling over a knife or something, so you get to like shake it around so it's like you're actually struggling with somebody. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was surprisingly uh, fun.
0: I uh I I can't remember whether I pl- like did I play it or did I just watch some videos of it, but I do remember like thinking that the Resi 2 remake looked just fantastic. Um is there a demo of Resident what? Evil Two that I play? That maybe? I know not these things. Yeah, there was a demo. Then that I think that was what I played. So uh, the um, yeah,
1: I didn't really play much of that franchise. Mainly just for I I've played a little bit here and there, but mainly just like demos or. Playing I, I played four and, um,
0: and th- like I, I I own four on my PS Two. Um and aside from that i i've not played any of the resident Evil games either but it is just like i've i have watched people enough old old runs of resident evil 2 and 3 to know that i wouldn't be able to stand them yeah it's they have those like tank controls and tank stuff. controls fixed, fixed cameras up.
1: yeah fixed cameras um, get really frustrating like I, I I did play I take it back a little bit I I did play I played Resident Evil two on the Nintendo sixty four and yeah that
0: those ooh
1: man those controls are so antiquated yeah it
0: just yeah it, it was it was okay for what it was at the yeah but it just.
1: Well, it was a product of its time. There were yeah. people, people were just figuring out what to do with 3D games at that point. Like, yeah, it, still was, it was original
0: it PlayStation. It was, yeah. you know,
1: was the 90s, yo. I mean, look at the, it's like looking at the polygons in Virtua Fighter, and you're just like, ugh. Like, it's, it's an eyesore now, but at the
0: time, it was impressive. That, uh, that segues a little bit into a thing that I can talk about, and that is the remakes of the Yakuza games. Um Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Kiwami 2, which were remakes of Yakuza 1 and 2, um that not only up that that still did the same story but upgraded but uh updated the hell out of the graphics engines and the and the combat and uh input a lot more interesting random crazy mini games minigames. Uh the reason I can segue there is because uh, one of the crazy minigames in Yakuza Kiwami 2 is Virtua Fighter 3. Mm. Well played. It's just, you can play Virtua Fighter 3 in Yakuza Kiwami 2. You can get your doom while you do. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all owned by Sega, so why not? Yep. <laughs> ah. Yes. Yes. Of course, the I guess the the real the the, the, the thing that made that there there were two things that made me think about this. The first one is a game that none of us have played except for me in the demo, and that was the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which um, I don't like the combat in Final F- in it, but I didn't like the combat in Final Fantasy either. And it's kind of the same. It's very similar combat. Mm. I don't know. I'll I just be, couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll try I it saw, again at some point. From what I saw
1: in the um, in the like the videos I saw, it seemed like it was a more of a more of a real time action gamey kind of thing as opposed it to is. a traditional turn based thing.
0: It is. It is entirely real time. Um, which, you know, if you like that sort of thing, great. If you don't, then.
1: Yeah, that's very much uh, your mileage may vary based on your personal preferences, I think. I, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I just mm-hmm. kind of assumed that most things would be the same when I heard it, you know, because, you know, I heard mm-hmm. little rumors and whisperings of it over the course of several years, you know, as everyone did. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting them to change up the battle system. But when I saw it, I'm like, you know what? That's actually probably a good idea because they're going for a more like immersive, like consistent, connected narrative. Uh, so you don't have those jarring transitions because of the old tech that you were limited by so instead of like exploring an area and then like oh it's got to do the traditional like final fantasy thing and like your your screen swirls around or does some ridiculous visual effect and then you're like in this other perspective that feels like you're in a completely different place and you just have a little like painted on background in 2d or whatever like you know uh now granted it was a little bit less 2d and final fantasy 7 but still it felt like a completely different thing where you're like oh you're in this one mode and now you're in this mode and you're Mm -hmm. very cognizant of i am a person moving an avatar around in a video game as opposed to just i am this character exploring this place and then i happen to across these creatures or people or whatever and Mm -hmm. then you're just
0: straight into the fight although also kind of interestingly and ironically final fantasy 7 remake also gets into um one of the one of the lines sure. I was kind of wanting to draw, which is, it's not entirely a remake. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who, like, I don't think you should care at this point because it's been out for um, for two months, and if you really cared, you probably already played have played it. it already. Um, but spoiler alert for the end of Final Fantasy 7 Remake. It's a, for one. It's a forty-hour game exactly. in and of its own right. Theoretically, at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you fight Sephiroth, um, and then also you fight these things that are trying to enforce the exist- the, the the predetermined existence of the timeline, um, as per essentially trying to make the world, the, the world of the remake, exactly match the the plot of the original Final Fantasy. And you kill the personification of Destiny. Thus, theoretically, anything that happens after this is untrodden territory. Which means it's so, not really a remake. It's more of a reboot. I, I was under the
1: impression that th- it's it's coming out in multiple releases, and the, the the end of this first release that just came out, mm-hmm. you're up to roughly the point that you were in the original game, where you like go to Shinra Tower and there's the big explosion and all that shit. Yeah, you essentially like, you f- you just finished. Uh,
0: except it really wasn't disc one, but you just finished Midgar. The first act or whatever. You finished it's Midgar in Final Fantasy Seven yeah. Remake.
1: Right. Um, but in the original game, you don't
0: actually f- you don't fight Sephiroth. No, but you do in this one. Also, Zack from Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core is still alive.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I I heard about that.
0: Um, it like it is. Um. Since since they have essentially killed the um the person the 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 personification of fate, at this point, the designer uh, Tetsuya Nomura, or sorry Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. who is primarily responsible for the kingdom hearts games can essentially rewrite the final fantasy story. Well, I will say this. Um, congratulations on
1: your giant pair of brass balls. Cause if you do something like that and like the fucking rabid and massive fan base, like if you write it in a way they don't there's well, I shouldn't say if, it's just a matter of how many people are going to be seriously pissed off with where the story goes. Yeah, the, It's kind of like Star yeah. Wars, right? Where like no matter what you do, there's going to be a, se- a sizable segment of people that are like I hate it. Ah. Uh, you ruined my childhood,
0: right? Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, that crap. Uh,
0: yeah. So and that's going to be that a really thing going forward. I obviously yeah. they're probably going to find a way to kill Era. As long as it doesn't suck, which I um, think honestly probably
1: they should still kill Era. Uh, as long as it doesn't suck, uh, I'm pretty pleased with that decision because, like, I feel like, why, why do all this if it's just going to be like a fancier shot-for-shot remake? You know, like, why go through all this time mm-hmm. and effort and cost and all these like we'll really talented have to wait. writers and programmers and artists mm-hmm. and stuff if it's just going to essentially be the uh, shinier version of the same game? Oh yeah, but right.
0: well, we're we're going to have to wait until final until Final Fantasy Remake Episode Two. Final Fantasy 7 episode re, Final Fantasy 7 remake episode 2 coming soon in 2035.
2: Yeah. Because it's
0: SquareSoft <laughs> and god do they take their time in making shit. You know, That'd I wonder if they make they make very polished shit.
1: I wonder if they're going to they're going to strategically release that at some point to move PS5s.
0: Oh, almost definitely.
1: Like that might be part of the game plan there. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mhm.
1: You want to get people hooked, and then be like, "Stay tuned." Oh, dubs, you got to buy this new expensive console. But up, but up,
0: Hey, <laughs> well, I mean, that's coming next. That's coming sight. at the end of the year. Is it yes. the S4 is at the end of its lifespan? Um, uh-huh. So is uh, Xbox One the the new the new gen coming is coming? It's coming what now? The new the next gen of uh, of consoles from uh, from Sony and Microsoft coming. So in the next like seven months. Mm.
1: I've kind of lost track of all the iterations, so it, it all just kind of bleeds together for mm-hmm. me because I'm mainly gaming on PC
0: these days.
2: Yeah. Oh, is right. I, that
0: does <laughs> allow me to to uh, say, by the way, uh, the new computer, Melpomene version 3.0, alive and kicking.
1: Yes, um, I'm afraid it is quite operational. You may follow one ready.
0: Melpomene named no, after no. the Greek muse of tragic poetry, because a more apt name for my com- my computer, especially hardware, is um is very uh is hard to come by.
1: Ben, you don't want to quote mm-hmm. that line because then that means his computer is going to blow up in like five minutes. No, it's going to
3: blow up the. It's going to blow up something nearby. Yeah. Because It's it going blow up the planet all around, Well, yes, all but
1: then five minutes after that, it will in turn blow up. That's my point. Well, only Red 5 shows up.
0: <laughs> Get your it's Red actually, 5 repellent. Mm-hmm. It's humorously, um, it has four times the, the cooling fans. Um, which is to say it has four cooling fans on my old computer. Um, <laughs> but four times sounds better. But it is significantly quieter, I think. Quad power. Those four fans don't have to rev up nearly as hard as the fan, so it's actually got four hundred percent cooling power. Hmm. Like I said, it's got four times the number of cooling fans. Now, technically, <laughs> I've got I've got places I could put two more cooling fans if I felt like it. Like I could really just completely kit this thing out if I really felt like it. It'd be overkill. And this is a bad thing. Why? It's not a bad thing. It's just redundance. You're welcome to NASA. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah, It's also got tempered glass sides, so I can see the cool RGB RAM that I have. Right. And <laughs> it's, you know, nearly bulletproof. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't really, I don't really feel like testing that particular hypothesis. Ben. I was gonna say
1: if somebody's, yeah, you know, somebody's gonna be shooting here, your computer, you've got bigger issues, right? But at least you know you, you've got something to hide behind.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I think honestly, the, uh, the, you know, the, the steel on the other side of the uh, case is probably even better than the tempered glass, honestly. Well, there's that, too. (laughs) Actually, it's probably aluminum, but still. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I'm sorry. It's steel because it's magnetic. Oh, there is. Yeah, let's go ahead and put a magnet on the side of your computer to test that shit out. I actually do have a (laughs) magnet on my computer. It's not a problem. Magnets Ah. only interfere with hard disks. And you know what my computer doesn't have? Hard disks? It doesn't have a hard disk. It's got a solid-state drive instead. Woo-hoo, look at you being all fancy. Back in it, my day, we didn't yeah. have solid thickness. It was uh it was really interesting when I first turned it on. I pressed the power button and there was Windows. Like there there, yeah. there was not a there was not a boot up sequence. It was just, "Oh yeah, here you okay, here you go."
2: <laughs> it's like you just
0: <laughs> opened a window, imagine.
2: Yes. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> I've never had that happen before. Now these days it would take a little bit to load, like an entire maybe ten seconds, because it now it has to launch Steam and other things when it when it opens. But right, yeah, those things. But I think still. we've gotten off track again. Uh... <laughs> Just a little bit. The other thing I the the other remake that uh, that made me want to talk about this, and I will now take I will now capitalize more of this episode um is the remake of Saikinden Setsu 3 uh, also referred to as Trials of Mana on the PS4 um let's say cuz those were words <laughs> so Saikinden Setsu 3 uh Seiken Densetsu is uh mm-hmm. literally a holy sword legend if i recall correctly because they're in Titan um better known in the west as the Mana series uh Secret of Mana, Trials of Mana, Legend of Mana, Sword of Mana. And ironically, in 1991, Final Fantasy Adventure. (laughs) So fucking random.
1: I played that game on Game Boy. I had no idea it was part of a different series. It's technically the first
0: Mana game that was ever released. Weird. Um, What? And um, I I have this to say, it's a really fun game, but... um, it's like fr- kind of amaz- amazingly easy. Um, I was like, you know what? I've played and Setsu 3 before. I've played the hell out of it on... Uh, it's one of the few games that, yeah, I'll say I emulated it. Because it was the only way I could play it. Never made it to the... N- never made it to America, so you had to pirate the game. To play That's the only piracy that I will admit to um, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I will that I will that I will admit to and not edit out. You uh, there was no other legitimate there was no other legitimate way to play it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I emulated it, um, and now I own it. So take that.
2: So or, yeah.
0: or hey, Square, maybe you know emulation can potentially be a good thing because it because it builds a market. In any case, um. It's it's a lot of fun, but I had to play it, but I was like, I'm going to play this on hard because I'm good at this, because I played the hell out of this game. I wish there was a harder difficulty, because hard was really easy. There was only a single boss that ever, like, there was only a single time lost and died, and it's against that one boss that always kills everyone. Hmm. Yeah. There's um there's a wall that, that that breathes fire and spits out traps and shape, shape-shifting monsters. And if you don't have the right setup to fight it, you pretty much just are going to lose. And I had just forgotten about its existence and didn't properly prep. If you do properly prep, it's a walk in the park. But you, you gotta you gotta go in with water elemental stuff. So if you properly prep, it's a perambulation in the park. Yes. Precisely, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's a lot of fun, and I do highly recommend it. It's uh, it's a, it's a 3D. It's another 3D game, and it's plays a lot like a beat 'em up, as opposed to as opposed to an RPG. I, uh, see RPGs are what I like. I don't know what the. <laughs> well, the 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 mana games have always had act have always had active combat. So I, I think it's funny how i like I didn't like in Final Fantasy VII, and now right. I'm praising Trials of Mana for having practically the same thing. Just the right. setup is different, and because it was a game that was designed around from from the nineties mm-hmm. yeah. back then, I have less problem with it because it was what I was expecting too. So
1: sometimes things
0: just click, and sometimes they don't. Yeah.
1: That actually no, brings up another. Try it thing. again
0: now that I played Trials of Man and be like, man, this is the shit. That
1: that kind of reminded me that that's another trend is that you you see a lot of old school like em up games, side scrollers being re-released uh, or update like, you know, reworked, uh, uh, graphically updated on modern systems. You see things like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game and Final Fight and Streets of Rage and. Uh, all sorts of stuff like that matter of fact oddly enough they came out with a new streets of rage game just now streets of rage 4 <laughs> i know right talk about a long dormant series good lord who owns that one is that
0: sega or is that It's sega
1: genesis yeah
0: okay well no no i mean what company owns streets of rage um, oh i i don't know let's check streets of rage is owned
1: it's a Battletoads <laughs> game that came out recently too
0: Mm-hmm. Relatively recently. Yeah, it, it 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 Streets of Rage is a Sega property. Sega and Capcom have both really been on the remake train of late, and the or the updated re-release of stuff. That's
1: that's unsurprising considering how Capcom would milk the shit out of its existing franchises like Street Fighter just shamelessly.
0: Yeah. It's kind of interesting that that they ha- that I, I'm kind of waiting for Capcom to make another uh, another Mega Man game. Time. <laughs> Oh
1: yeah, that's another thing. Is uh, they did uh, Devil May Cry, and that, yeah. that that that's had both. That has had remasters and a reboot, where they rebooted the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played that game, but it actually got pretty good reviews.
0: Yeah, every, a lot of people were upset of DMC, which is what people, which which is what it got referred. to. Right. Um. That if you could get past the fact that it's entirely different. People like entirely different characters, yeah. Like, it's an entirely different story. If you can get past just play the and just play it, that it's a right. really, really good Devil May Cry game, yeah. Just it's not set in, the, it, it's just not a continuation of the story that you and the characterization is is radical,
1: yeah. I think it just comes down to uh to expectations, really. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to those games, I feel like. I'm mainly in it for the gameplay not and necessarily, not necessarily like a specific character or story. Like, I'm just there for a really good action-y game. So if it's a yeah. really good action-y game, I don't really give a shit about some of the specifics. Like, and oh, apparently
0: it's a really good action game. Yeah. Just people got mad because it's, you know, because Dante doesn't because have white hair. scary, basically. Yeah.
3: yeah. I don't like change. Everybody needs a little change.
1: Well, and the funny thing, too, is like in a lot of those situations, the little things like, oh, he doesn't have the trademark white hair anymore or whatever. Like, the only reason that they attach any significance to that in the first place is because it was a thing that was part of the thing that was such a great playable game. Like, the thing itself is meaningless. They're just associating it with a good product. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm upset that there's this new, really good product that's different. And it's like, all right, I mean,. It's like the whole, uh, it's like the meme that's been going around about how social media is, where somebody's like, well, I prefer mangoes to oranges. And like, well, so you're basically saying you hate oranges. Also, you didn't bring up pineapples and grapefruits and, you know, whatever else. <laughs> Educate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. But the, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, it's so like gangbusters. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have vocal uh, minorities, uh, yeah. vocal fan groups that are just going to wail on the internet because they have nothing better to do.
3: Well yeah, they get anything that does not agree with them is, you know, therefore
1: evil and wrong. It's pretty simple, just don't play the game. Like right. I don't see why you have to pee in everybody Nobody. else's Cheerios. Like there's right. there's all there's entire genres of games that I'm not like you know, I, I'm not a fan of or I don't play. That doesn't mean I, yeah. I shit over it for everyone. Like, for example, like non arcade racing games, mm-hmm. I almost never play those. But like there's a you know, a game comes out and it seems pretty objectively good. I'm not gonna be like, oh well I don't like this kind of game. It's like, well, it's a really good example of that kind of game. So more power to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't trash something just because you don't like it.
0: There are a few pieces of media that I, that I would that I would argue are objectively bad. Right. And I argue with some people over whether they are.
1: And the thing about it is like the most convincing arguments tend to be like, okay, this is how the genre usually works, and this is why it fails at all of these things that you would expect out of the genre. <laughs> it would be like coming out it would be like releasing a suspense movie and then like everyone immediately knows like who done it or whatever, because it's terrible, obvious, you know.
0: But you should really check out Knives Out, the movie. Because um, it plays with it, it plays with, with the standard Who Done It uh, scenario magnificently. Yeah, Because you do in fact know who done it in the first 20 minutes of the movie. But that's part of the interesting fun of it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's about, you know, how whether than what. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, prequels come out and you know what's going to ultimately happen to the characters.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like in the Clone Wars. It's like it's a shame that all of these die. We're attached to die.
1: Well, I think uh, spoiler alert, but uh, you know, Rogue One, for those who haven't seen it for some reason, yeah. pause it, watch right? the movie, come back. But everyone dies at the end, and it's a Disney Star Wars movie. So mad props because everyone dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that.
0: Really? Well played, Disney.
1: Well played. Yeah, I remember having that thought the theory. I'm like, wait, are they really doing this? They're, they're really doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, good for them.
0: OK, we've been talking for about an hour. just realized there's a oh, nice little timestamp when I tell Craig to join the, so I don't have to load the episode while I try and figure out how long we've been, we've been talking.
1: You know, Craig's uh, Craig's avatar reminds me of the um, of that bear that Cartman likes. I forgot what his name was, but like he has the little like he has like little pajamas with the bear on him and stuff. Well, now I hate
0: it. <laughs>
1: I
2: I really
0: hate Cartman and everything that he stands for. That's kind of the point. They did too good a job of that. <laughs> I mean, there's an
1: episode where he makes a kid eat his parents.
0: Yes. So which, which is, is ironically great, a that. callback to uh to Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. No, like it is it is uh pretty much directly the end of Titus Andronicus.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, hadn't
0: really thought about it.
1: <laughs> anyway. Things. Which by the way
0: is a play I've been in. Which plays? Yeah, you know, there. when we still I did just, back back when people you know still got together in theaters to watch plays. Indeed, right. Huh. so we've been talking about remakes. Why mm-hmm. don't we move over to re-releases a bit, and not just Skyrim? Because there's a right. lot of things that are being re-released that I'm really hyped for. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mike, you mentioned they're going to be re-releasing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yeah, as a combo pack.
1: I'm not quite sure what the appeal there is. Like, wouldn't 2 just be the better one? But I don't know. Maybe they're different, different enough.
0: Uh, it, well, the, the, the thing between 1 and 2 is, diff- is different levels. Because oh, they're practically okay. the same game. I
1: see. See, I didn't get in on that until Tony Hawk 3 when it released for the PS2, so yeah, I didn't uh, really
0: know what the significance of that was. A friend of mine um, owned Tony Hawk 1. He's also the only friend I had with, with a PlayStation. <laughs> and the rest of us had Nintendos. He was the PlayStation friend. Um, yeah, I remember those days when like you'd have different friends,
1: like, oh, okay... This friend has this system, and this friend has that, and it, it sounds kind of terrible when you say it. I but was it's the not... <laughs> NES friend for, for yeah.
0: most. For most, like, I, 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 pers- I ended up getting a paper route and getting an N64 with my own hard-earned money. Um, but, um, that that was it. That, that, but like, for the longest time, I was the. I was the friend who had the retro system because his because his family was poor. Because um, we totally were when I was a kid. I'm I not had mean, but we were. But I was definitely the poorest of my friends. I had uh, I had
1: cousins that would come over and they didn't have any systems at all. So like they were totally not that they couldn't afford it, They just their parents just didn't do that mm-hmm. thing. You know, they well, didn't get into the video games <laughs> and stuff. So. Sorry. Uh, buy it for him but um, yeah there's like you know mm-hmm. Nintendo was just you know it was like yeah was so
0: but but <laughs> to go back to it I'm super hyped for Tony Hawk uh, because I really I remember enjoying them but I don't really have a way to re-experience them um, yeah, yeah because like old copies of those games are super expensive and yes I have the hardware to run them but
1: um I don't really have, like, I'm happy for people, but, like, I don't really have a drive to, like, play that kind of game again, really.
0: I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'll probably end up picking. Them. Although um, I would
1: say, um, if they did a remake of 1080 Snowboarding, that might make me bite, because, who, man? I had so much fun with that game back in the day. That was a Nintendo 64 game, and it was just, just so perfectly executed. It was a good game. Doing all those spins with the analog stick was just so satisfying. Mm hmm. It's really well Kind of like that feeling you get in the Super Mario sixty four, where you would like swing Bowser around by the tail, and you had to do the whole three sixty motion, and it was like it was like a very um, like um, obvious like, hey guys, look what we can do three (laughs) D.
0: Speaking of (laughs) N sixty four and and Mario games, they think that's probably going to be the the thing that you know back and go go back on sale at a reasonable price. Um, and that is um, Nintendo is planning on re-releasing the GameCube and Wii um, 3D Mario games again. Uh, so re- they're going to re- 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 apparently they're going to re-release Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, as well as Super- on the Switch. You're cutting out there for a bit. Super Mario
1: Galaxy was the last one. Sorry,
0: right? so Super Mario 64, Super Mario uh, Sunshine, Super Mario, and Super Mario 3 World.
1: Yeah, the exact time you needed to not. Yes, Super Mario Galaxy from the Wii. We got it.
0: Yeah, one and two and 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 3D World. Right. And I'm pretty excited for that because those were games I also didn't get to play because. I had an, I had an n64 uh, but then I kind of moved to PlayStation for also I had a PC at that point too
1: yeah my trajectory was kind of like Nintendo Super Nintendo Nintendo 64 uh, ps2 then X uh, Xbox 360 ps3 and then Xbox one as far mm-hmm. as like my evolution of consoles
2: yeah.
0: And I went from I went from PS two all the way to PS four. I skipped a generation because when the PS three was out, while I wanted one, um, I didn't have five hundred and ninety nine US dollars lying. Yeah, five
1: hundred and ninety nine US dollars. I technically I skipped the Wii, but that's kind of an asterisk because um, it's my wife's console and I kind of just acquired it by uh, starting a relationship with her <laughs> so i don't know if that counts or not <laughs> is, that like, is that
3: like a is that like a treaty by marriage or something like that
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it is a joint yeah. asset
3: there you go there we go it's part it's part of the yeah so you're taking yep. over the, of the atari <laughs> or nintendo
2: so anyway about,
3: i remember, bit a bit i'm Yeah, I remember video games being, you know, you had the one console and the cartridges and you had one joystick with,
0: you know, with one button. (laughs) (laughs) Atari 2600 had some good games. It also had E.T. I I
1: did actually get to um, have that particular gaming experience that you're describing there, Ben, because... I remember I had, there's an old ass computer that my family had when I was super young, and we had that exact thing where you had like the big old like clunky joystick with the one button on top of it.
2: So yeah, I actually yeah, didn't get down with
1: that that style a little bit. So I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, that
3: square joystick with a button on the on the base.
1: Yeah, it's like it clicks really loud. It's like like you're clicking a fancy pin or something. Click 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 click. Yeah, click check it,
2: And
1: even moving the joystick would click. Right. Oh yeah, it made a fucking racket. Well, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's and, one thing and, that a
1: lot of people forget about is how much quieter gaming is. Like mm-hmm. now, it's like you know you can hear a pen drop, but back in the day, it was like all these
0: these little whirs and clacks and all these yeah. noise. Well, that's because yeah. actuators have gotten uh, instead of instead of being uh, switch based, are are now potential. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're quieter. <laughs> they they don't they don't they they're not analog. or digital.
0: Well. It, it's not. It's it, it's it's not that they're not analog because a lot of times they are still in terms of in terms of how they. work, But they're not binary. They're they're progressive.
3: The harder you press, the faster it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually the definition these days when people talk about games. They talk about analog controls. They're about. Uh, they're talking about being able to. Uh, differentiate pressures.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which was a selling point of a of a very obscure PS2 game called Mad Maestro. <laughs> well, that's a deep cut. I recognize that one. I own it. It's really hard because you have to press. you it. it you 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 have to press the four button. It, it, it's a direction and button and, and four button rhythm game. But the, the four buttons with the right hand, uh, you have three different intensities of how hard you have to press the button. Um, <clears throat> depending on whether you want a piano note, a mezzo piano slash mezzo note, or a forte note. Because you are the conductor of an orchestra.
2: <laughs> and that's a video game.
0: And that's a video game.
3: I mean, they have I mean, video games that are tutorials for surgery, so
0: I, I'm not surprised.
1: I mean, there, there are video games where you are a bird, like, dating other birds. Actually, I'm not clear if you're a bird No, no or not. No, no, but...
0: if, if, if You're talking about Hatoful Boyfriend, Boyfriend, yes, Boyfriend, right? absolutely. No, you are a human girl dating, bo- dating birds. Right. So I feel like the, if that's a
1: game, anything's a game.
0: It's like Rule
1: 34, only with games.
0: They also have a game where you are folding um, proteins. Which, that also deserves a shout-out right now. There's a game, Fold It. um, Which is a puzzle game about protein folding. That is a free game... And essentially, you find ways to make proteins work. Essentially, you, you find ways to, like, fault. I, I don't really understand how protein folding works, but it's the basis for pretty much all um, organic science. Like, people playing Foldit right now are contributing to COVID-19 research
1: yeah, we're at a weird point in history where, like, we have gamified like legitimate scientific research to help treat and cure. Oh God! Diseases okay,
0: and hang on
3: a second. I've got a late. I've got a late um, signal boost. Hang on a second. Fair hey, enough. I mean, I
0: just did that too. <laughs>
3: um, I think there's a TED t- 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 talk on game theory that t- talked about the same thing. Um, God. Um. Anyways. Um, TED Talk gaming. Yeah, it just it's this. Um, Jane McGonigal. Gaming can make a better world. I think I've seen that TED Talk. Yeah, it's from it's from 2010. But she talks oh, yeah. about gamers. Um, you know how gamers create um, a, a different culture. Yeah. And we are, yeah, we are entering into the into the era when yeah, people sitting at home are doing
0: science. And, and yeah, and the, I mean, that's what it's about. And the best part of it is, mm-hmm. you're just trying to get a high score. Mm-hmm. But the scientists who then get your high score are mm-hmm. like, holy crap, what did they, they never do? realized you <laughs> could do that,
2: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, but again, it comes down to comes... the rules of, of of you know physics or science or whatever the hell you want to call it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and again, it comes down to the democratization of things. I mean, granted, you got you're going to have people who just don't know what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but and they don't get a very good score. Exactly. Um...
3: But then you have you know, then you have people who just experiment and come up with stuff, and it's just like. Uh... You're tapping into this massive, you know, this massive computing base.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it's referred to as. Uh, extra credits literally just did an episode on this today. Or released an episode on this today. Um, at least today as of date of recording. And I'm trying to find okay. that episode so I can remember what they refer referred to it as. Um da 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 Ah, yes. Uh, it, it, it's it's a basic concept. It's called citizen or crowdsourced science. Essentially where you just use human beings as processing centers. Um, there's another game that they've they mentioned um, that is teaching algorithms how to better identify cancer. Um, wow. That's because, amazing. Uh, because essentially you You've got, like, a slide of a, of a, of, of, you you get essentially what is a microscope, a microscope slide, Um, and you have to pilot your ship through space that has been turned into this this slide, and you have to avoid the bad things. And And the computers, just looking at the raw data, have no idea what the bad things are, but apparently you can see it when you play the game. I don't exactly. Because theoretically, sure. you'd sit. You would say that the game has to have identified, but
1: I don't yeah. know. Interesting, it's a thing.
0: And well, frankly, it sounds I like a future it kind of episode. Goes. Honestly, I think, yeah. I think I'll just put a, a link to this uh, to this extra credits app, um, in the in the doobly do. Um,
3: <laughs> that's a technical term, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. <clears throat> it is actually worth checking out. It's also on our Discord server. If anyone uh, wants to join our Discord server. So and I think
3: actually, you Neil, know, you kind of hit on something here that counter that's a counterpoint to the initial premise of the episode. Was that and, innovation and that, is dead? <laughs> well, innovation is well in danger, or you know, these types of things are a hit to innovation. But then we have things like you know the the um the folding you know the folding game um and you know, the and this um this algorithm game that you were just talking describing um i was so caught up with this on the description i was like oh well, really? I don't if you forgot the name but i mean we have these things where creativity is science science fiction is becoming science
0: um, well, it, it should be pointed out that part of my thesis was that this is particularly endemic in the AAA environment. Yeah, and on the, on, that was the main context is like commercial, commercial, and, commercial and, and this, AAA. and and scientific games, <laughs> and thing, and, and 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 or like there's a number of indie games where creativity is alive and well. as Well, right. But, mm-hmm. um, the problem is simply mostly that in the AAA. Source,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like be, because it, be, because the AAA industry is more mm-hmm. is really much more concerned with making making than making games these days. Right, um, they go with the with the economic safe bet, where you find right. your creativity now in these days is on is on the outskirts. It's in the double, it's in the, the, the single and or double A uh, slash indie uh, environment. Precisely. And I think that uh, in and of
3: itself goes to another concept that I've touted before, um, where, and it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to use it as a, you know, uh, capitalism bad, but it is a weakness of our, of current corporate culture, you know, (laughs) where that, you know, your, 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 your actual culture is not centered on. And that's a fair, it's a fair
1: distinction because you're talking about capitalism or free enterprise. You're talking about uh, vast amounts of small businesses and individuals and stuff, as well as, you know, the giant corporate behemoths and everything. And There's everything in between. And I think that's uh, kind of, you know, use a quick comparison here. When you look at Mm -hmm. the film industry, one of the main problems with uh major releases is that you have the giant blockbuster marvel type movie and then you have the little indie movies and you don't have much in between and the in between is what you need to grow that's the stuff that kind of keeps the keeps things creative keeps the juices flowing keeps things competitive and interesting where people can experiment with different ideas and executions of those ideas and i feel you have a similar thing going in gaming where you have the the giant fuck off triple a things and like neil was saying they're just shitting out this like remake remaster reboot uh and not doing a whole lot of original Mm -hmm. ip and games where and then you have the Mm -hmm. indies that are just flourishing doing all sorts of different stuff and just kind of um creating that momentum from its own success and you don't have a whole lot in the middle right because your indies Start to get into the middle, and then the big cor-
3: and then the big ones basically come in and gobble that shit up.
0: And also, That's to be fair, I mean, yeah, I'd like to buy there. your company and and in Cannibal.
1: <laughs> um, just setting setting that aside for a minute, the uh, to kind of quasi defend the non creative corporate people, corporatists, like they're a victim of their own success. Where it's like, oh, we have we have like these giant big budget games, and the budget like it, the cost to develop these games is so enormous that they feel Mm -hmm. like they have to keep things so low risk because if one does flop they lose massive amounts of money and so that's why i think it's so important to have that middle ground because then people they don't have their backs against the wall all the time so they can just kind of do something and believe in it and just kind of see how it goes instead of having to be like all right well you know we we can't afford to even take this chance like ever
2: We, we, we lost
0: you there, I can't, Ben. I can't tell what you're saying there, Robot Ben.
3: Um, this is where the rise of the indie games is going to start filling that gap.
0: And luckily, like, it is possible, like, the ind- the indie scene in gaming is alive and wild. I don't want to be, I don't want to come off entirely as, so, as, you know, Doom, you know, the, the world, everything, is, everything is, is problems forever. And heck, even some like there are AAA games that come out that I look forward to and play, like yeah, the Red, like Resident Evil or like Trials of Mana. I mean, that was made by Square Enix. You can't really develop. Um, yeah, you know,
1: CD CD Project Red's a great example. You got the Witcher series and Cyberpunk coming out soon. Like mm-hmm. those are some re- real quality, creative, artistic
0: AAA games. My computer's gonna be able to run Cyberpunk, by the way. That was the main reason I built it.
1: Oh and Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2 will be Oh yes, looking forward to that as well. That's going to be great. But Feel yeah, like that's was,
0: something that we sh- that we should all try to play and talk about.
1: That's a, that's another a silver lining with this is that um the 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 rise of the indie scene is that like those those people are going to become they're going right, to consistently become more like Wealthy and influential, and they're gonna create their own like like big boy studios, or like get hired by bigger studios and have a good influence on them. So like I feel like over time, some of it some of it kind of fixes itself in a sense, assuming people yeah. are actually smart enough to make those
0: decisions. Well, plus, you do get like the the uh, the the quote like double A um, right, um, the uh, developers like. Um, who made who made oh yeah ninja theory is a really good example of that
2: mm-hmm.
0: ninja theory is a is a uh, um, that um, they uh, i they've worked on a number of games they actually work. they they actually were the ones that made DMC yeah that we were talking about earlier <laughs> um, but they are semi independent they made a game uh hellblade Senua's sacrifice completely in-house um, oh, uh, yeah which is, super, which is a super great game and you, and people should play it they made another number of other games that that are highly rated but no members like enslaved Odyssey to the West and heavenly sword well
1: you know I, I would say another thing another like optimistic take on it is that as as um as things are increasingly um, digital and independent, there are less barriers to entry and production, and like costs of distribution and stuff where people can actually just do their own thing. It's kind of like self-published authors and you know stuff like that where it's like you yeah. don't have to be part of this cog in this bigger machine. That then takes a giant cut out of whatever it is. And then there's all these kind of like how like uh, like television shows where they go through like you'll have a really great pilot and then there'll be like a boardroom of people that like shut it down or they make it unrecognizable, so it's not the original idea and it sucks. So I feel like with gaming, you're getting to a point where they're able to actually do most or all things within whatever that group is and their and their financers, instead of having to answer to this like giant uh dev. You know, a company that forces them to do like a couple of things or retread the same things over and over. Again.
3: Right, and that's I think that comes into the the rise of crowdfunding fans right. are taking taking control of these. Yeah, industry. it's all
1: connected, absolutely. Wow. Instead, I mean, of, and we, instead, we, of fans, know. and here's another thing to piggyback on that real quick. Instead, of fans just going, you know what? Like, I'm sick of this stuff. EA or whatever company fill in the blank here. It's like I'm just not going to buy your shit. They can they can take it in a positive direction and go, okay, this is what I do want this is i this is what right. I will make happen something good instead of just not uh perpetuating the bad
3: or exactly not not perpetuating the bitching
1: um
3: so yeah perpetuating um
1: <laughs> also when they take a hit in the in the wallet then in the pocketbook then sometimes you know they're able to actually um you know make the right call they should have in the first place like battlefront two I'm looking at you. <laughs>
3: Because <laughs> they're still listening. I'll plug <laughs> um, not a sponsor. Um, More like uh, yeah. Shadow of War, right? Yep. And and I think that also gets down to you know, If if they see something else working, it gives them the incentive to do that thing that fans are doing that works, right. In, yeah, a, in a weird a pretty- way,
1: it's a cynical ploy because it's like, oh, if we can just get enough quality stuff out there, then them being the unimaginative, like, trend writers that they are, we'll just copy that and then we'll have more good things. So it doesn't really matter what the motive is as long as the end result is good, right? <laughs> uh, well, the thing is the motive can screw it up
2: because I True. think, you know,
1: like, you know,
3: they go, oh, this thing worked. Let's do that um or the whole how
1: much can we juice ring microtransactions out of it and stuff like exactly things or
3: or they will or they will just execute it poorly so you have a diablo clone
1: that sucks i think that the real problem with that is that then they they uh by association they tarnish the franchise that they're associated with because you're talking about things like star wars and lord of the rings these are like these are like holy franchises amongst the fans you know and then it's like Then they have to pay the piper because the people that manage the IP are not happy with that. Right,
3: as well as well as the fans being not happy with that.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: And although there is that there is that also that whole you're gonna piss somebody off because of how loud those people are, you know, as to who spends money on it.
1: But in this case, it's it's actually righteous indignation, though. It's not like a subjective like, oh, I like this movie better than this, or I don't like you know, it's, it's more of a thing where most people agree like, oh, yeah, this is like greedy and shitty and dumb.
3: Right. Well, and, and but you also got to look at what are people spending money on? Yeah. Sure. So, so, you know, for instance, Fallout 76, you know, sucked as a game. People didn't like it. You know, people stopped buying it. Uh, they had to redo it. Um but you know, Fallout Four, there's going to be that very loud vocal group of people that are going, Ew, it's not this, it's not Fallout New Vegas." But you know what? People spent money on it. Yeah. So money talks. Know, money talks. And the other thing is, is that the majority of people who are going to buy something, who are going to do their talking with their money, are not going to one star or five star your game. They're going to play it. They're going to buy it. They're going to play it. They're going to buy every DLC that comes
2: out on
0: it. Right.
2: And I think not that's by the, the DLC.
0: To... If they only kind of enjoyed the game, you want now? Or they're not going to buy the DLC because they only kind of it they bought it and played it. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
3: So yeah, it just it's it's a it's a it's a balance you got to walk. But I think, like I said, when we're seeing the rise of the indies. They're also having their own niche audience. And they're able to appeal to that niche audience. And that's cool.
2: So
1: uh, other quick hits here before we we, uh, we digress too far. Um,
0: there's We talked about just... We're uh, almost out of time, too, so we should really kind of start to wrap it up.
2: Yeah. Just uh, like <laughs> remasters and
0: stuff. Um, there was...
1: Ico slash Shadow of the Colossus, uh, there's a, a bundled remake of that. was uh, mm-hmm. on the PS3, those are originally PS2 games. Um, those are both really good games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, I think oh, yeah, they Star also got re-released on PS4. Yeah, it would not surprise me. I think that's that's been the trend now, is they've been you know doing that same concept. Um, yeah. But it becomes like Russian nesting dolls, because it's like, oh, hey, the The remaster of the game is now. There's a remaster. The remaster of the game. (laughs) Anyway, um, you've got Star. They did StarCraft HD a while back. Um, Mm -hmm. And speaking of Blizzard, uh, Warcraft Three. When they, by the way, when they when they released this, this has to this has to have been like the most underwhelming thing for me. Love like hearing about any Blizzard thing ever. Like generally, I like Blizzard's games. Like as a general rule. Um, but when they announced like Warcraft three remake, uh oh, Hey kids, remember Warcraft three. Hey, we're going to do it again, but it's going to look better. And I'm like,
0: really? What, <laughs> I just, what's uh, really interesting about Warcraft three reforged. I think it was called. Oh yeah.
1: That's like, that's their snazzy little subtitle. Um, was Warcraft.
0: they definitively, they demonstrably promised things that they did not, uh, that they did not, um, deliver on deliver on thank you i could not think of the word deliver also in the eu they have uh they they own all to any custom game mode you create seriously wow because so they didn't not not
1: they didn't own dota uh, yeah I, I i mean i'm kind of almost not even mad because it's like you just point to dota and you're like yep i get it <laughs> yeah no that, like
0: the it, it, the the their eu and everybody and everybody who read the EULA was like, huh, right. So essentially, if somebody comes up with the next Dota, Blizzard owns it because right. that's in the EULA.
1: It's just, yeah, it's like the guy who's like, who didn't try to negotiate Lucas out of the merchandising rights. And he's just like, why? <laughs> why? Because it wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah but yeah, the 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 Warcraft community was actually pretty upset because it was only a moderate when they had promised a like a a full overhaul. Yeah, especially when people could just point at the re-release uh, that happened around the same time as Age of Empires Two, right. Um, which, by the way, Age of Empires Two got re-released a while back, around the same time that Warcraft three did and it was just a million times better. <laughs> yeah.
1: That <laughs> is funny. Yeah, it's just I mean, I think at the end of the day it's just like it's just that that's an example of um of just rampant cynicism where are like, "Eh, we'll just do some of the thing and they'll buy it because the, the you know, they're just a bunch of fanboys that will just buy it anyway."
0: Yeah, the, the problem fan. has very much been that, that they're um, mainly correct. Blizzard <laughs> has decided <laughs> that um, that they don't really have to try anymore. Yeah. It's a problem. It was released, by the way, as um, Age of Empires Definitive Edition. And it is actually, like, super, super nice, what I'm referring to. They re-released Age of Empires and Age of... um... Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that they did that... um, that Blizzard didn't do when they re-released Age of Vampires one and two, they released them for twenty dollars a piece as opposed to sixty. Oh, is it is it is it six? It's sixty dollars for. I, I, for I think it room? was sixty. Let's double check. Good God,
1: that's that's part of it too. Is that like if they had if they had introduced that at a reasonable price point i might have bought it but like mm-hmm. it's not it become it transcends the money it's just like that's insulting and i just oh, don't want to buy no, that no. On i'm principle. sorry
0: i'm sorry well is at least 40? at this point warcraft 3 is down to
1: $30 oh okay
0: i think it started i think i think it started at 40
1: yeah i that I think sounds Empire about right it started at 20 which is still it's still highway robbery considering the game came out in
0: 2003 yeah See, I still have my yeah. discs for that somewhere. If I really no, want to play Warcraft Three, you... I can just. Might, it might have, been two, might have been
1: two thousand two. It's a pretty old game. Yeah.
0: I just can't play the multiplayer anymore because it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't inter- interface with. Um, it doesn't interface with Battle.net anymore.
1: That's definitely not a selling point for me because I just got my ass kicked on that relentlessly. So the last thing I want is to have people kick my ass all over again. (laughs) I was terrible at Warcraft 3 multiplayer for some reason. I was actually pretty good at Warcraft 2, but 3, I just, uh, I don't know, something about the hero system or something, I just, it did not click me with me and I got my butt kicked and I I didn't want to spend a bunch of time trying to get decent because that's not fun, losing repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Um, all the all the old school D and D games, the isometric ones, some of the best mm-hmm. games: uh, Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Planescape Torment. They have all had like definitive edition releases. So if anybody yeah. never got a chance to play those games, they're they're big into D and D or just that style of game, or whatever the case may be, they never got to finish it, or they just want to play it again. Uh, go check those out because they are legitimately good and uh, actually worth the money. And they're only you know they're like reasonable. You know, it's like twenty bucks or whatever. There's sales and bundles and all that good stuff. So check it out if you're interested.
2: Well, I could
0: have sworn I picked up Planescape Torment. Um, uh, somewhere where. Sorry. I need to pick that up again. I've sworn I bought a copy of Planescape Torment um, Super Special Awesome Edition. Hmm. When did I pick up a copy of Oddworld Abe's Odyssey? Sorry, I just I'm, I'm going through my um, my <laughs> Steam library and there's Oddworld Abe's Odyssey sitting there in my... Going
1: through your Steam library is kind of like going through a closet and seeing all this old shit. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs>
0: I also don't remember this game called Underhero that I apparently... And a game... Oh, I remember Undefeated. I, I didn't get that because it, it's a... It was a superhero simulator where you get to essentially get to be Superman. Um <laughs>
2: <clears throat>
0: no, apparently I, I could have
2: sworn. So I think nope. we're kind
0: of getting into the weeds here. I've, uh, I've, yeah. checked, <laughs> I've
1: checked all the, I've checked all the boxes, gentlemen. Uh, some final thoughts before we wrap up.
3: Uh, well, I'll hear it again. You know the these, you know these games that we're seeing here that are not remakes. Uh, you know in the in the one A. You know we we need that to go big. You know, yeah, there it is. Um, oh, sorry, I
0: found it. I do, in fact, own Planescape. Well, good.
3: Um, I, you know, I think, yeah, we need to fill that gap with people who are willing to not just take risks, but aim for their own market and let that market be enough.
1: Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that you know a lot of these big franchises or big like genres of games like. At one mm-hmm. point in time were anemic or did not exist, and it was somebody taking that step, uh, mm-hmm. that really made that a thing. And let's forget that Final Fantasy was going to be the final game that that you know that was going to be yeah. made, and then it became a whole thing <laughs> the last yeah. game that started the franchise.
2: Yeah,
3: if only he had known. would know what he call it first fantasy.
0: Neil, any words of wisdom? Uh, uh, my brain's kind of fried at this point. I'm super tired. Um, so yeah. not really, no.
3: Yeah, we have been working on this for about two hours. So an hour yes. About an
0: hour and a half, but it's also two and a half hours past my
1: bedtime. Well, we'll consider <laughs> your your word of wisdom to uh, go through your Steam catalog and see if there's anything you forgot about.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> for your your platform of choice. completely forgot about. Right? I remember I picked up a copy of Keep Talking and Nobody Dies um, (laughs) to play with my brother, and then we never got around to playing it.
3: So somebody died.
0: (laughs) There were no survivors. I'm sorry, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, which is a much better name. Ah, yes. Um, It's Mm -hmm. a bomb defusal game. One person is playing the game, the other person is reading to them. And they're specifically not looking at the screen and playing the game. Like they're they're looking at a PDF, or even better if you've printed the thing off. It hmm. sounds
1: like it sounds like one of those like one of those action movies from like the 80s or 90s where like the internet wasn't really a thing, and even cell phones wasn't really a thing. And there's like a guy trying to defuse a bomb. And there's some guy in, the, the guy in a chair, TM, who's like, okay, now you got to look for this wire and do this thing. <laughs>
0: that is <in> fact <laughs> you know? exactly the game
1: oh that's fantastic
0: you are like okay so i've got i've got a bomb it's got it's got six panels on it right right it's like blown away
1: or speed or some shit yeah
0: and and the panel in the upper left hand corner's got five wires a blue one a red one (laughs) yeah what's the serial number on the bomb like that's the game that's how you play the game and for for extra bonus fun
1: you do impressions from your favorite movies like you're acting out that scene Like okay (laughs) i'm gonna be keanu reeves you talk to me here what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? hatch that right? Hot quiz, hat chat and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the hostage. What?
0: <laughs> All right. So I think
3: we've. I think we about hit the. We about wrapped this one up.
0: Yeah, uh, we're pretty much out of time. But uh, if you think that we uh, that we left something being unfair, mention it to us in the comments on wherever you're listening to this. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And Neil,
1: don't forget the extra credits thing, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Also, do check out the extra credits video. It's pretty darn cool. All right. uh, in, In the meantime, though, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next time. On Geek Fanthology. Bye-bye. Go home, Chuck. Craig.
2: Craig. <laughs> Can't even Go remember home, his
0: Craig. name. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter U and the number 118. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, rating us, commenting on any of our streams, liking, commenting, subscribing, all the usual things that help build the uh, algorithm. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please please consider uh, supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website, or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. Check the rhyme.